You're listening to Wisdom of the Ages, the show that taps into the many expressions of universal, ancestral, and personal wisdom to ignite evolutionary consciousness. Welcome and blessings. This is Anne Kate Sullivan, host of Wisdom of the Ages, where we invite the sacred into modern day reality. And if you love listening to multi-faith and spiritual messages, you can listen to more on superpowerexperts.com slash wisdom of the ages. I hope you'll check it out. And there's also my new podcast, Messages of Infinite Light with co-host Mirabai Devi. So lots to dive into. So the sacred can take many forms um, and many, many different expressions. And I was really delighted to discover this book by Dr. Nancy Wiley, Divine Trust. It came just at the right time. The subtitle says it all, A Practical Guide to End Your Suffering and Find Your Way Home. Mm. So let me tell you (laughs) a little bit more about her. Dr. Nancy Wiley practiced as a clinical orthodontist for 27 years. She's now a Reiki master, practices EFT, Qigong, Feng Shui and meditation. She is dedicated to igniting a shift in human consciousness and has written an uplifting, well, I'll just mentioned it, her new book, Divine Trust. It's very, you know, I these books come to you, I think, when you need them. I, I, I looked at the New York Times headline today, which said, Is the world really falling apart? And I really sat with that. And instead of reading that article, I picked up Dr. Wiley's book and read that instead. Mm. It seems like a good time to focus inwards, to Mm. really find our own direct connection with our higher self, with God, with the divine, however we see the higher power. Now, check her out. Uh, You can... On her book, uh, there's a little barcode. If If you buy the book, there's barcode. You can listen to her read a beautiful beautiful meditations that do i felt them uh, totally align me with spirit today so it was lovely um so you can do that you can find out more about her on trustthedivine.com so i'm going to take this quick ad break and when we get back i'll introduce dr nancy wiley and we'll talk about how we can leave the painful experiences of the past behind and enter into a life that could be trusted this is an important conversation everyone's going through this. And so how can we do this together? How can we become united in love together? Very important conversation. Okay. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Hi everyone. I'm Tonya Don Reckla, executive director of superpower experts. Are you ready to master your life? Are you looking for more calm and peace connectedness in your relationships, more clear communication, guided thoughts, and a confidence in your ability to come up with creative solutions no matter what happens, then join us at our next experience. Go to superpowerexperts.com and get signed up today. Welcome back. This is Ann Kate Sullivan, host of Wisdom of the Ages, and I am so excited to introduce Dr. Nancy Wiley. Hello, hello. Hi, Anne. Wow, what a great intro, and you so get what this book is about and, and what it's trying to do on the planet. It actually, it, it actually is an entity and it shows me it's flying. It has little wings flying on it. So um, it is actually so needed at this moment. And yeah, it, it, it couldn't have come at a more appropriate time. 
I would totally say that this book is an angel that comes to, to um, help uplift you when things are looking a little crazy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So tell me, tell me a little bit about yourself. I, you were an orthodontist. Mm -hmm. So what happens there? What took you into the the spiritual world? Oh, I think this is so fascinating and, and really part of my message. So, um, well, you know, because we we know each other, we've been talking, and I actually am a scientist. So I worked, I, I have six advanced degrees, three from Columbia University. So this is strengthening the left brain. And this is how we as humans are being trained to operate. Coincidentally, when I was 16, my mom took me to learn transcendental meditation because she thought I was so intense and driven because um you know, we also have this in common. When I was four years old, um, a girl rode through my yard on a horse and I immediately fell in love with horses. And that's all I cared about. And I wanted to be a horse trainer when I was like six. And my mom said, you're too smart. You've got it. <laughs> so she pushed me, you know, to use my intellect and develop my intellect. So six degrees later or certifications and degrees, <clears throat> I, you know, was learning how to meditate all the time on the side, but I also got instrumental books when I was 16 and and I think 20. I got uh, The Power of Your Subconscious Mind by Dr. Joseph Murphy, which kind of leads you to think, um, you know, maybe there's more to what's going on. And then I also got when I was 20, Autobiography of a Yogi. Oh, of course, right? (laughs) And, you know, what a broad, um, a mind broadening, um, view of the world. And when I was reading autobiography of a yogi, so it was my second spiritual book, even though I'm like pushing, pushing and pushing and training and memorizing so many things like a neurobiology book, this big, and like a weekend I had, a, you know, and it's just like crazy what we put ourselves through. Mm-hmm. And then I was meditating. So like during exam weeks, I wouldn't sleep, I would meditate, and then I'd get up and I but that's how I got through. But something about the meditation thins the veil and you start to see things differently. But you also had I also had that mind broadening viewpoint that was given to me at a very influential age, influential age when it, and I was very impressionable. So it always stayed with me. Is this possible through the consciousness? So I had these two things going back, the left brain and then the right brain developing that. And then my sister would have things with seeing a ghost. We we moved into a civil war hospital and it was the civil war hospital in Maryland. And my sister would see ghosts and my mom would see ghosts. And I thought she was crazy, right? Me being a scientist, Mm -hmm. not possible, not reproducible, not provable. Right. So I kept on this way. And um, lo and behold, I started to hear things, see things. And so I started exploring more. I became a seeker. And where everyone else was like reading novels or watching TV shows, I was studying the metaphysical. That was like I became I became a fanatic obsessed. And I wanted to reach unity consciousness in this lifetime. 
So I started meditating with transcendental meditation. I always say, I was like, huh, it's like so boring. Nothing <laughs> ever happened. So then I switched to um, Holosync, which puts these uh, uh, stereo headphones on. And it's supposed to use science to entrain your brain to have experiences of enlightenment, like a, like a, you know, Hindu monk. And again, oh my Is God. That, um, I Monroe Institute. It's um, it's with Centerpoint Holosync. Uh, okay. Bill Harris, who's no longer with us. Okay. He had experiences. I never did. It was this one of these. Okay. And I tried every type of meditation. Right, so right, finally, right. I tried through learning strategies. They had a new teacher. Her name was Jed Amali. And in 2008, I listened to her. She did a pathway to enlightenment. Oh, my goodness. It is so fantastical it's like autobiography of a yogi on steroids and it's no longer available they don't make it available and then I started studying her with her one-on-one mentoring doing her mentoring and I would listen to her pathway to enlightenment and she also has a, a cd series which you can get called seeds to enlightenment I found it very powerful but just the pathway was uh, to enlightenment even more so Look her up, Jedda Molly, J-E-D-D-A-H, and her last name is Molly, M-A-L-I. She's out of the UK, so she has this beautiful, melodious English accent, and she is just such a bright light. Now, she's she's more focused now on corporate and changing the corporations more than the people, and I I don't know why. Because we need it. The individuals need it. But for whatever reason, I'm here now. So she would have us meditate on certain states of being, love, gratitude, and my favorite, trust. And something about trust, she would have us meditate on it in in this state of beingness for like a month each. She would also have us do chakras. We'd have stay a month on each chakra. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it was just so profound. But what was uh, different for me about trust is no matter what, how scattered I got or what bad was happening, bad labeled by my mind, what I thought was by my mind was bad. When I got into the state of trust, it would just do like this and make me all align perfectly and give me a beeline right to the divine. And so, you know, when you talk about that, because I guess it's, it's EFS in psychology, EFS, when we start to realize that there are no bad parts, this was one thing I really loved about your book is that the course of mind wants to label it this part, this was me doing something terrible or something terrible happened to me. And when we move into that state of presence and you, and you have this unified consciousness, you're standing in the field, you realize there's a purpose for all of it. And there are literally no bad parts, but that's a, we're talking about, and I think in your book too, you're talking about leaps in consciousness because old, you know, the old age thinking is very dualistic. And I, are we starting to emerge out of that? Yes. Yes, I I do. That is such a pivotal point for all the listeners. Okay, so there's two ways of operating. One is left brain. And I'm going to I'm going to describe that. Okay, Mm -hmm. so it's when you're labeling things, Mm -hmm. judging, right, finding what's lacking, missing or wrong. You're complaining, you're shaming, you're blaming yourself or others. 
I mean, doesn't that sound like the political realm we're in right now? Oh my goodness, so much so, yes. Okay, it's also when we are victimhood. Anytime we're a victim, mm-hmm. we're in that mind. We're okay. living in the past or in fear of the future. Right. In the mind. Okay. Now let's and and we're categorizing, labeling, and analyzing. Okay, now let's contract contrast that to coming from our consciousness. We're breathing. We're in the present moment, right? Totally different, right? Just just saying that, just saying that we're breathing, we're in the present. I mean, all those two things, the past and the, the future fall away. Okay, let's keep going. There are no labels. There's no need to label. Mm-hmm. We're looking for what's unifying, what's beautiful, what's goodness, what's holy. We're in peace. We're in safety. We're in security. We're in abundance. We're in communion with the source of all that's hosting all things. And now this is our beingness. And it's remembering who and what we are. Forgetting, remembering. And so the contrast is there. And it's it's a choice. Where do we want to be? And when we pick up the New York Times, which you just said, the headlines, is this what we want to keep creating? And it's gently asking us, do you want to keep going with this? And the answer, every human being is probably saying, except if you're Putin or, you know, someone on the darker side, is no, we don't want to keep going. We want love. We want unity. We want goodness, fulfillment, and nourishment. So what are we going to do about it? So That's a really good question. I mean, I think, where do we begin? What's the first step? Okay. So the first step is the choice mm-hmm. to know we have a choice. Mm-hmm. And then we're, we're trained to think we don't make a difference. We're too, you know, tiny and in, insignificant to make a difference, but it's absolutely not true. It takes one person operating like this to negate millions who are not. So one person standing firmly in this energy negates those who are not. And it's so much more powerful coming from this aspect in the present moment, knowing your light. So it starts with the choice. It's a decision we all have. And, you know, here's the thing I struggled with for years. I would have a special needs daughter and I would like lose it with her because, you know, when you repeat things for the thousandth time and she's still not getting it, sometimes it's a, it's a, you know, it's the humanness, but I would say, you see, I'm not a spiritual being and it's absolutely wrong. It's there tapping me. Do you want to keep going like this? Every time she triggers me is an opportunity. So she's actually making me stronger to stand in the present moment and to stand for my goodness. So it's a, it's yeah. a beautiful thing. See, people would say, oh, you have a special needs daughter who's pretty you know, severely uh, affected. She's got a genetic issue and she's on the spectrum. You poor thing and blah, blah, blah. No, it's she's here to strengthen me. It is all meant to be here, to make me stronger so I could stand in my firmness of my knowing of 
remembering who I am in the light. And this is how anything that our mind labels as bad is actually a beautiful gift. Once you're taught this knowledge, this is sacred knowledge, sacred holy knowledge that's meant to come out and help all of humanity at this point in time. I think this is really important. And everyone listening right now could tap into this because we all have that special person that triggers us Yes, at least one, yes. right? That will bring up the worst wound that you thought you had healed oh. all the time. And they just bring it to the surface like this. And in that moment, when you can see it as an opportunity for healing, it's so much more powerful than going to into some sort of defense or anger or infinitely right and so infinitely more powerful how would you because you're saying trust the divine so in that moment when the whoever says the thing that activates your wound what how do we because we have about an instant i think maybe 30 seconds might be less to make that choice Mm -hmm. so how would we in that moment go okay wait i'm choosing the divine here i'm not going to go into the reactivity (laughs) What you just asked, Anne, is so pivotal to what I'm saying, because at first, when we're going back and forth between the, the, the right brain and the left brain, and we're, we're going from, you know, look, looking at our past and what triggered us into trying to be in the memoring, mem- the remembering of who we are. So at first, we might forget and be triggered to react mm-hmm. instead of to respond But when you know this knowledge, you know that they're just forgetting who they are. It doesn't mean you have to forget. And it's part of all of your growing and becoming stronger. What I used to do is I would try to run away or, you know, push down and try to cover up with, you know, try to ignore. And, you know, we stuff it down, right? We try to get rid of it and bury it. Mm-hmm. And guess what? It happens. It just it comes up eventually. So the light of this divine trust is to take that in that very moment to shine the light of your consciousness on it. And don't you know, it just dissolves. It completely is transformed into the light. And that person will no longer trigger you at all. So it still happens with me, and I'm still right. human. And the most triggering people still do it, but I use that moment to become stronger and stronger and to stand more and more in the light. And I I think it's beautiful. I think you said something that's really important right now is that because we tend to stuff it if we're upset or we, or, or the world seems crazy, we stuff it, we put it down in the shadow. Then you have to study Mm. Carl Jung a little bit, right? Yes. But the thing is, we have gems and we have beautiful things in the shadow. And so there, there's at a, I think as we evolve consciously, what will happen are the, the lies, the betrayals, and we're seeing this on a global scale right now. Those things can no longer exist at a certain frequency. They come up for healing for, you know, and we can, re, we can upgrade it can be difficult. Like at first you go, Oh no, my monster's out of the closet. But the, the monster just wants to be, the monster also wants to be healed. It's it's appearing for this reason. Please help me. Please help me. Yeah. Oh, so I, I just, I just want to take that and just hone it just a slight little bit. Yes. 
So whenever we have something we're saying is a monster, Mm. with the light of your consciousness in the present moment, it dissolves. There's no monsters anywhere. Yes, exactly. And so it's just a gentle, the source energy of the energy that hosts all is not never and has never made monsters. It's just our mind that labeled it that way. So when something is coming up and presenting itself to be transmuted, it's it's meant to be so with a gentleness and a loving reverence for what it is. And in the book, it talks about that. It's actually things that are happening are just really, if you open them up, they're a beautiful rose just waiting to be um, blossomed. And it's, it's a viewpoint and it's a knowledge and it's, it's a confidence it's a confidence that I have that I've now navigated through my inner realms in my, and my shadows and looked at them all with love and light. And they're all welcomed and completely transformed into the beauty they are. And not to say I'm done with everything. Right, right, no, right. But it's, it's not. our work. I mean, I think right. you talk about taking responsibility and it just seems like that is our work, you know, to... Yes to be authentic and whole. And if there's a twisted part of yourself to bring it through to the light for transformation. And I, I, you no one's can see you right now, but you have a picture of a rose behind you. And I think that's such a, a beautiful symbol. Cause if we're in those difficult places, we really can't imagine this, this white rose or maybe a lilac rose that we're encased in, in the love of the divine, that we are that when we're dealing with the more difficult aspects of life. And then there, and then you do what you say in your book too, you're bringing kindness to a place that hurts. Mm, so yes. we're, dealing, we're handling this from a different perspective. Then we don't have to be at war with ourselves. We don't have to be exactly. at war with others. Exactly. But that seems to be the shift right there. It's like, no, I'm not going to go to war. I'm not going to go into this duality So what happens when we make that decision? When you make the decision to to, um, do that, I mean, I had to have a guide, honestly. For your listeners, I don't want them to think like I found it on my own. I did not. I had a guide with confidence and experience that took me into my inner realm, Mm kind of held my hand, used her light to shine lights on my darkness. And then my light came on and I no longer need her to do it. I do it on my own. And that is, that's the gift I want to teach. That's what I want to share with others. But I don't think we find it on our own. I mean, look at me. I was 45 years, like wandering in the desert, really literally wandering in the desert. Like I have no clue what the hell I'm doing. I just heard it's possible. And then I I found a teacher, and I'm sure there are other teachers besides my one teacher and me out there, and you know possibly you. There's other teachers that have found the light, but it is possible. And keep going if it's something you choose to do. And I believe here's the other thing I'm getting. I believe any human being on the planet at this moment in time, with what is going on, I mean the heat's being turned up. We have all-time high of drug addiction, 
um, divorce rates, suicides. Now we have political unrest, political divide, inflation, prices going up. You know, we have this, this, um, you know, what is political uncertainty and heat. But then we also have the war. We have, we have China on our backs. We have Putin and Russia on our backs. And it's like, it's like heating, heating up. Like, it's like a tourniquet. Like you guys got to change or something's going to give. <laughs> and, the, and the pandemic. Oh, you know, how could I even forget that? Right. So every angle. <laughs> we are being asked to shift and change and find a new way. And it's it's all meant to happen. And it's all perfect. Isn't because- it great? Like we've been talking about the golden age since what? I mean, I, I know I've been in that conversation since like uh I think 1987. Oh, we're gonna step into the golden age. I had no clue back then when I found my spiritual teacher and started on the path what that actually entails. That's why I wanted to bring in the shadow too. Cause I'm like, there is, when you go for your wholeness, there's definitely a part where you have to learn to deal with the tension of opposites. Otherwise you break and people break too, and still find their tension of opposites and come back. But it's, um, it's, you know, I want everyone here listening to know that that Nancy here can help. I can help. Mirabai can help. There are lovely teachers and people out there who can help all of us. We're in this birthing process together. And when you're in that sort of, I remember having my children, there's that one moment where you're like, I don't think I want to do this. (laughs) That's too late, right? (laughs) Well, I feel like I'm standing between life and death and I... That's when you need your friend there that goes, just breathe. This too Mm -hmm. shall pass. This Mm -hmm. too shall pass. This is the moment you're in. It's transition. We're going to get through this. And it's beautiful on the other side. You will hold your baby. You will hold. We will be in a new world together. Mm -hmm. And I think when like you and I get together and we start having this conversation, what we're reminding people is we're in it together. This is we're entering unity consciousness. We're entering, you know, love, a place where we can see each other's you know, we all have our beautiful sides and we all have our wounded sides. We can hold all of that and heal into the beautiful rose together. So I just wanted to add that in so that we're all, you know, so we're, let's birth this together. Yeah. Well, also, I know you've had unity consciousness experience. So have I. So, you know, we are one. And I used to hear about it. I just, you know, it was a mental construct. I I didn't know what it was. It sounded cool Mm -hmm. until I experienced it. And then it's a whole, takes on a whole new. Okay. Can you do this? Can you like, what happens? I, so I think this is really important when you inquire and you go, okay, I've heard about unity consciousness and it's a concept, at least it's hanging out in the mind, but what was that pivotal moment where all of a sudden you had that experience of this unified field, this oneness, what, what happened? Can you describe it? Yeah, I I can as best I can, as best I can put into English words. Okay. So um, remember, I told you my teacher. We we worked um, together as a mentor. She would have us do the different chakras, Mm -hmm. and um, usually on the the last time through, I'd study with her several times. And on the last class, she would have us go to the seventh chakra and go into unity consciousness. The first few times, I never attained it, but this one time specifically, probably in 2012 or 2013, 
Um, I'll never forget. I'm doing the meditation and all of a sudden I see this bright, bright, like superstar or bright light. And all of a sudden I'm it. I have no body. I'm everywhere and everything. I can see all the way around me, 365 degrees. I'm everything and nothing all at the same time. I felt so filled up, so satiated, so sublimely perfect. When I came back out of that, it was really hard to function for a while. And I felt like I was all vibrating. Like it was like, I almost couldn't get back into my body, but I did. And I felt completely different. So I asked her about it and she's like, well, how many people do you know have had unity consciousness? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't, I never asked. It's not a conversation you have, but I came out different, different vibrating, seeing us different, seeing us as one, feeling completely nourished and perfect and almost to the point it's really hard to ever feel something's not right or perfect ever again. Yeah. I totally understand. I I had the experience I think it was also 2012. I had the first the first experience with was with uh, Mother Mira actually in in, in it uh, I think I was in India, uh, Germany. I was in Germany. But then I had another experience in 2012 after after doing a ceremony with the Mayan priests. I was with a Hawaiian healer. And was not on any drugs, by the way, it was, it was just, it was, he just managed to open the doorway up. And I wrote a book about it called three days in the light. And it was the experience itself was wonderful. Probably the most difficult part, which is what you're talking about um, too, was that I I was really not functional afterwards. It took me quite a long time to integrate and come back and, and, um, and that was also part of the learning. And I, and I, and as we go into this golden age, I realized everyone's going to go through this. And everyone, some people, maybe some people don't have as many wounds and they're not going to have as much material to work on. Some people might just fly through other people who have had traumatic events or traumatic past lives or whatever. They're going to have more of a difficulty. So every birth is different. Every birth is completely unique. Mm-hmm. And, and again, I think, I mean, I, I know I'm here as one of the midwives. So I don't, <laughs> I don't know if you feel that way, but yes, you know, thank you. You know, when you have the experience, you go, okay, now you kind of want to reach around like Kuan Yin or something and go, you can do this. You've got this, you know? <laughs> yeah. I think that that's actually one of our, our missions is to help with that, mm-hmm. help people see like everything's perfect and beautiful and the beauty they are and the wounds I'm starting to work with the Parkland students in September. I'm actually going to be, you know, in front of them working one-on-one with them. And I can't wait to do it. Um, I, I did a little bit of it, not even aware of it when I was in practice. And I saw the people after the shooting, because my, my practice was a mile and a half from the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas shooting. So you can imagine the core wounds that were set down with that, but also the opportunity to use that as it's hard to say as a rose, but as um, we're going to say as an opportunity to change themselves in the world. So I think it sounds better to say that. 
in the book, you, I think you told a beautiful story about a fellow who, who lived through, maybe was one of the only people who lived through 9-11 and mm-hmm. how he, do you want to tell that story first and maybe sure. go into the shooting? Sure. Oh yeah. So I was um, doing um, a week long retreat in Sedona um, to learn the Sedona method, which is very similar to what I teach because it's all to get you past the mind, out of the mind and into the present moment or to the zero point. Um, so most practices are trying to get us there to that, that point. So in the Sedona method, it's, it's like, do you choose peace or do you choose to remember this tragedy? So it's about a man who he is late to work on September 11th, 2001, and he works at the, the Twin Towers so he's late, he stops, I think, to get a coffee, you know, and he sees um, that the, the towers have been attacked. So it's right when they're starting to collapse and he hides in a door frame. Well, he's so traumatized. Everyone he worked with is, is murdered that day. And he feels like it's his mission to carry on the memory of it so he cannot let it go. So Hale Dawson is the, you know, one of the main teachers of the Sedona method. He would have us work with this because this was about, I want to say, within a month after this happened. And you can imagine, he saw people jumping from the World Trade Center to their death before it collapsed. So he saw it, he witnessed it, and then lost all his coworkers. And if, you know, if he hadn't been late, he would have been one of them. So he had survivor's guilt. Mm-hmm. So it consumed him and that's all he could think about. So he's here at the Sedona method week long retreat. And he was like, but I want to remember it. I want to remember it. So, and they worked with him. Hale worked with him so that he could come into the present moment where he was okay. Right now. He was not in the past where it had happened, you know, where he could relive it over and over again. He came into the present moment. He was visibly lightened by that. Now, did he get to the zero point or unity consciousness? Uh, um, I don't think so, but he did actually lighten the load by coming to the retreat. Just just working that trauma piece, I think, is really important. And I mean, right now, I think everyone who's been through the pandemic, so basically the whole globe right now yeah. has a trauma piece yeah. to work with. And the the way that that I work with it, and, and tell me if yours is different, but the, the very simple, I mean, it's layered, but the very simple way to work with it is go, I'm right here. I'm right now. Is it happening right now? Is everything okay right now? Because I've had 20 friends that died this year and a lot of, you know, a lot of other people too. And so there's, I'm here, I'm now, I'm safe. This is fine. Mm -hmm. And there are ways that we can also, I believe, continue to speak to and stay friends with those that have crossed on too. Mm -hmm. Um, that's two different things that's right, right. going on, but I think they're, they're really important. They help you be in the heart and in the present moment so that you can carry on right? And uh, with the amount of mil- mental illness and suicide and all right. the things that are going right. on right now. I think I, I kind of like doing a spiritual bypass. I have to watch that in myself, like, oh, I'm just going to connect to the divine and off I go. But we, you know, which, which is also lovely. I like spending time with Ramana and just taking off into bliss states, but I'm also really aware and maybe this is part of the, the return of the divine mother that we've talked about since 2012. The Mayans always say that the divine mother wasn't really allowed to be on the earth 
hadn't been at that point in 5,125 years. And I did feel a shift at that point. She thought like the, the mother starts to return and the mother to me is the energy that can really hold all of it. Mm. She can really hold and she can be here and she can be here during the birth. And even if things are going wild, she holds all of it as in her rose, you know? So, but how would you like, that's my approach, but I'm very curious about yours. Cause I think I love learning. Um, yeah. So I, I want to just let you know, um, the Dalai Lama said the world will be saved by the Western woman. Woo-hoo, we're on it. <laughs> we are on it, right? <laughs> Here we go. Because we're realizing and we're empowered. We're probably the only women empowered country on the planet. Yes, yes, yes. So we are here waking up and becoming the force. Oh, the divine mother. I'm getting chills going up and down my spine. (laughs) That's what we are. (laughs) Okay. So being in the present moment. So yes, it doesn't happen like overnight, but I do feel like having my teacher hold her light in the present moment and hold my hand coming into the present moment where I could look at it. So that's what is happening on, on the transmissions from the book. They still hold because it's a vibration. So only one, they have to just pick it up, listen to it. I'm sure what you're doing, this transmission right now, anyone who's listening to you and I speak right now, mm-hmm. it's going out and it's subtly healing. And changing the vibration on the planet. It's going out. It, it, you can, I can palpably feel it, see it, sense it, whatever you want to say. So what we're doing right now is part of that. But to go into that and to, to like, when you're having a panic attack, this, I'm going to share an um, experience about a student. She comes into my orthodontic office, uh, office. She's a patient of mine. And she's like, Oh my God, I'm having a panic attack. I'm having a really bad day. All I can remember is coach Feist. And he was this big burly coach who put his body in front of all these other students. So he took the bullets and they lived and he died. And so he, wow. he literally shielded and saved lives of a bunch of people. I don't know how I, I don't know. She knew. And she's like, I was just thinking about him and how he did that. And I'm just like, in like having such a bad day and I can't get out of it. And I did this little process with her and we can do it right now. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to close our eyes and we're going to breathe. And I asked her just pretend for your listeners, pretend something similar, conjure up something that's making you have an uneasy feeling, or that's one of your shadows or difficult things to deal with. So just get a sense of it. I asked her, breathe, come into the present moment and give this energy, this feeling that she was holding a color and a texture and she said, well, and in a place, where, where are you holding it? She said, well, it's in my chest and it's dark and it's dense and it's thick and it's yucky and it's, it's ugly and it's, it's really got a bad feeling to it. I said, okay, let's breathe. So she's doing this. I'm standing or sitting next to her, breathing into it. Breathe into whatever it is. 
keep breathing. Keep holding your light into it. Look at it. About a minute later, I asked her, what does it look like? And she said, well, it's getting lighter. It's, it's not so dark. It's maybe a little more gray. It's not so heavy. I said, keep breathing into it. Keep looking at it. I could see that there was light, sparkling light in the middle of it, and it was starting to dissolve it all. I said, stay with it. Keep breathing at it. Keep looking at it. I asked her to describe it, and she said, well, I see sparkling light, and it's almost gone. I said, keep breathing with it. Keep breathing there. Keep looking at it. I asked her, can you feel it at, at all anymore? And she said, no, it's completely gone. Mm. Mm. It turned into light and it dissolved. I said, keep breathing. And when you're ready, open your eyes. It's so beautiful huh? when you break when you move into full presence. How the we were talking about the monsters, right? The the monsters and the and the things that crawl in the shadows. When you bring them into the light, they're usually not really that bad. <laughs> After all, they tend to they tend to be illusions, but we think that they're real, you know, and we make it bigger bigger than it is in our mind. Where what's actually massive. And beautiful is the unified field. Right? Mm, yes. <laughs> but the, the, the point of that, that exercise, that very short, brief exercise is bringing the light of your consciousness, mm. full presence, as you said, mm -hmm. the light dissolves everything and makes it into the pure energy and light that it is and it's nothing more than a tap on the shoulder is this is this do you want this i'm bringing this up because you have the ability to transform it do you want to or do you want to keep keep it dark and keep it down and the answer is the point of my work and your work is to bring the light into it absolutely then, so we should do something on messages of infinite light because that's what we do on that podcast i would love to be on your show and thank we, you we, we could do something like um mm, looking directly at the face of god or something yes like that, oh, right? i love that that is <laughs> a fantastic um experience and once it's described like that by Someone who sees it daily, lives it, it's just coming through me. I've surrendered my vehicle to, to teach this, to show this, to bring this into presence right now for, for humanity. And once we're there and we see it, it's like you'll, you can never not see it again. It's always there. It's so beautiful. I know you've seen it because I hear you. I hear how you speak. It's obvious. Yeah. Yeah, it's a journey though, isn't it? it yes, is it is. An ongoing ongoing journey, especially 
in the time that we're finding ourselves in right now, it's, it's, um, ah, it really is a time to, to hold the Holy grail, the vision of the Holy grail and to, and to keep stepping towards that great light for sure. Mm. And help each other do it too. It's yes. Like I'm, I'm getting a, an image of us holding hands, you and your community and me, and we're actually, you know, becoming a force field because the more of us that join in, in this type of energy, in this type of work, the more power we get and the more goodness that we bring onto the planet. It's just so beautiful. I feel so fulfilled just, just with this, this conversation we're having right now. Doesn't it feel delicious and nurturing and yummy? It feels really delicious. It does feel absolutely fantastic. And, you know, one of the things that I've enjoyed about being on the Superpower Network is that when I started talking about these wild experiences I was having in the 80s, maybe three or four people would come into a room and talk about it, maybe. (laughs) And now with 25 million people listening to Superpower Network, so you know something's changing. You might look at the newspaper and you go, oh, it's in the end of the world. It's actually also the beginning of a new world. You know, we, we did talk about all the dark and the, you know, being turned up, but we also have to talk about, isn't there all time high level of people doing yoga, yes, uh, meditating, mindfulness? Mm-hmm. We're on a whole new, you know, um, era of, of humanity with this heart that mm-hmm. is searching. And your platform is doing so much work with this and so much to fulfill the heart and the um, seeking and the yearning, it's just, it's beyond. It's beautiful. And thank you for letting me be part of it. It's so amazing. Thank you. Oh, thank you for saying for saying that. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's um, it helps when we're in it together. We're all in yes. it together. Well, thank you so much. So let's let's continue this. We'll we'll go on to. I'll invite you back on to Messages of Infinite Light, and we'll sure. go to and on that podcast. I I wanted to make it a little bit different because Wisdom of the Ages is more about interfaith. Everyone having spiritual. I just want people to understand that we all connect to God in a unique way, mm-hmm. and you, you can do it. I mean, anyway, as many ways as there are people on the planet. Yes. So, and and that brings that brings in of the conversation of unity consciousness. Now, when we shift over to the infinite light podcast, that's when we're, we're actually delving in and finding the solutions and going, um, well, I could say deeper, but maybe higher (laughs) (laughs) unified field. So you never know which way it's going to go. So we'll, we'll to be continued then it was really lovely and let people know again, where they can check you out and find out more about you. Yeah, more about my work, go to trustthedivine.com. And if you buy the book, Divine Trust, go to Divine Trust Book and um, enter the Amazon code and you get free gifts as long as you know the book um, site is up there. But if they just want one free meditation, oh, it's so beautiful. It is called You Are Beautiful. Free on trustthedivine.com. Scroll all the way down to the bottom and they can um, get a free meditation, which is called You Are Beautiful. You feel so amazing after that. It's great. I really enjoyed listening to your voice too. You, you have a transmission that comes 
through your voice. And it's very, you're very um, inspirational. And so thank, thank you. you for all the great work that you're doing. And like we said, to be continued. So yes, I can't wait. <laughs> okay. Very good. So you've been listening to Ann Kate Sullivan. And if you want to look at my interfaith spiritual books or find out about spiritual, well, anything spiritual, just go to AnnKateSullivan.com or InfiniteLightPublishing.com. And until we meet again, may wisdom reveal its secrets to you one message at a time. Mm, Beautiful. Thank you. Many blessings. Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz today. 